Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. It's a pretty good atmosphere. Oh, dude, so it was... Or Arrowhead's, of course, always loud, and the atmosphere's always But there are great. different levels of loud for that stadium. It was, it was, play, it was playoff. You knew it was a different fear, right? It was playoff time, right? It was playoff time. It was, I'm not going to sit here and tell you it was the loudest Arrowhead's been. No, but it was, it was the loudest probably it's been in the, I, a handful of this games year? I've gone to this season. It was definitely the loudest one that I've been to this year in the 2022 NFL season. It was a great atmosphere out at Arrowhead, and it was kind of cool because it wasn't that bad of weather, right? I mean, it was, it was cold, but not terrible. It wasn't flurries and a little bit of rain. Like it was awesome. It was a great time. And now it sets up, of course, chiefs, Bengals round two this year, but really it's round four. If we're being honest, right? It's really, I care more about the two, but yes, it it is. It's really round four. And, and so far the first three rounds have gone to Joe Burrow and you need a massive comeback if you're the Kansas City Chiefs, that's that's where we're at right now. And what's great is all those previous three rounds won't mean a damn thing if you handle business on Sunday night. It won't matter because otherwise, Cody, if it's four and zero, it gets into territory where for the next decade, and we've been trying to talk about the Bills and Josh Allen being that team. It gets to a point where Joe Burrow and Cincinnati are going to be the biggest pain in the ass for you for the next ten years. That that Joe Burrow is going to be the most hated quarterback in Kansas City. That that's what happens, and maybe it already is there for I think some of it you. Probably is. But if if Kansas City beats Cincinnati on Sunday, then all right. Then who cares about? It, then who cares what happened the prior three matchups? Yeah. The good news is, even though you're down, like you said, three zero in the count, it's even if you beat Cincinnati. Like it just is. Setting this matchup again, if you face them in back-to-back AFC title games and this one you get, then you're even. You're not ahead in the rankings. The one thing about Cincinnati that really stands out to me is they are the one team in the NFL, in my opinion, who doesn't fear you. Like, Buffalo looks at you and they're like, we got to get over the hump. We got to get past Kansas City. We're going to sign Von Miller. Everyone in the AFC West looks at that way. Everyone in the AFC West has been looking up at you like a little kid, right, trying to figure out how to get past you. Cincinnati, even though they don't have a Super Bowl title yet, does not look at you that way. They do not fear you. And honestly, they don't have to. They've beaten you three straight times, but they also don't act like a team who feels like they have to get past. That's why a couple weeks ago when they were saying, you know, they're the class of the AFC, essentially, that they're the, you know, the king of the mountain, that's why they they made that comment actually believing it. I will say in watching, because this is the best matchup. And the fact that we are now gearing up for either three Super Bowl trips in four years for Patrick Mahomes or back-to-back Super Bowl trips for Joe Burrow adds incredible weight to this game. Like, there is so much on the line for both of these quarterbacks 
in this game, especially because of everything that's happened before. But to get it again, you're like, oh, you know, I was watching that game. And I was like, yep, that's probably why we wanted the Bills. <laughs> like, yeah, not to knock them. Not so the Bills aren't a good team, but that's that's why you wanted to play the Buffalo Bills. A hundred percent. No, I mean, that we, I think we had seen the difference in Buffalo since the Chiefs played them. Uh, the the first time, right? Both the Chiefs are better, but Buffalo lost Von Miller, as you were laying out there, Cody. It's just a, a team that wasn't nearly as, uh, I guess, daunting of a challenge, it appeared, and it kind of got confirmed. I never understood why Cincinnati was a six-point underdog to to Buffalo. Maybe you, you thought Buffalo was going to win, and I probably still did to a certain extent because it was in Buffalo, but Buffalo should never have been six-point favorites in the game. It, it made no sense whatsoever. We had talked about Cincinnati being the best team in the AFC for the last two months. They started off on offense, and, right, where they had ended in the last game. So, yes, as much as I'm happy that it's not a neutral site game and everything like that, yeah, I, I, I think Cincinnati certainly is the tougher opponent. It's not even close. This is the tougher path for you to get back to it. But there's, you know, if you're in that Chiefs locker room, there is much like when we've talked with Dane and Hughes and other former Chiefs players about this. In that locker room, not that you need more motivation because it's a trip to the Super Bowl on the line, but knowing that 3-0, and yes, but all of them have been by three points. Like, it's not as if Cincinnati's... In games, the, you led by double correct. digits in all three. Yeah, the, the Cincinnati didn't do what they just did to Buffalo. Cincinnati, in any of those three wins, did not kick your ass. No, 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 no. As you said, it was actually the opposite. The Chiefs were up 18 points in, in the AFC title game uh, last year. Uh, and obviously, in this regular season matchup, the Chiefs had the ball up And then the four, Travis Kelsey. And a really rare mistake by Kelsey. I think the the problem is is they match up really well with Kansas City, and I think that that you know we'll we'll see how that plays itself out. I think I think Kansas City can move the ball against anyone. Although we'll probably talk about their defensive quarter later in the week, who now all of a sudden is getting a reputation for doing a better job of stopping elite quarterbacks better than just about anyone else in the in. I don't know, the entire NFL probably at this point. And the way that I look at this matchup is, like, for whatever we were talking about the Jacksonville game, I mean, we got to, like, Thursday or Friday, and we're like, man, there's no juice. No one's saying anything. We're just kind of, like, going about the motions. Ho-hum. And I was like, it's a year too early for this Jacksonville team. Mahomes was on one leg for a portion of it. This game, day one. It has every possible storyline. I mean, just lay them out. You, you just talked about the fact that they played four times and they haven't beaten them. The Super Bowl thing I just said, three Super Bowls in four-year appearances for Patrick Mahomes or back-to-back Super Bowl appearances for Joe Burrow. Then you can go back and probably revisit this at some point. Oh, I don't know, the Justin Reed conversation leading into and then after that last Cincinnati game. Like, there's every part of, you know, there's tune in a can. It doesn't matter. Like, it's all all part of this conversation between these two teams. And honestly – Cincinnati might do the most talking in the entire NFL. So you're not going to have a hard time finding bulletin board material. If you're the chiefs, you could have just scoured the internet for the last eight weeks to discover it. If you want to, it's not going to be hard to find. I just look at that team and I'm like, this is going to be a fight. There's no lead. I'm going to feel comfortable with. There's no amount of this game that I'm going to feel safe. This is going to come down to the final possession of the game at some point. Just feels like we're already barreling towards that. Oh, it's going to be a fun week all around the, not only in Kansas city, but around the league as well, because you're going to have also based off of what you just said with the comments that were going on. I think both teams are actually going to be fairly quiet during the week about it. Maybe if there's one team that's going to be quiet, we know which one it's going to be. 
it's going to be the Chiefs. You know, in the way it's kind of positioned right now, you know, Cincinnati's been trying to play the underdog role all postseason and all that, and that's fine. Players and organizations will find any little bit of – they'll find a random comment and they'll, they'll attach themselves to it and try to use that as motivation. Of course. But Cincinnati, based off of what they have done against Kansas City, like there's pressure on both teams, but I, I do think more there's more – so in a weird way, so there's more on Kansas City because you're going, you're, you risk going four and zero or zero and four, I should say, to Joe Burrow. But Cincinnati, in a weird way, it's like based off of how they're talking it up. To me, they they're putting more pressure on themselves. I feel like now they they're not a team that's phased by Kansas City because they beat them no. three times. But to me, they're putting more pressure on themselves with how much noise we've heard out of Cincy. But yes, from a big picture, uh, Kansas City has more. Uh, from the, the narrative angle to lose, if that makes sense, right? If you go 0-4 against Burrow and it's back-to-back AFC title games and you're building that you lose to Cincy. Like, then they're better than you. Whew. Like, you could still say Mahomes is, because we get out of this game, I'm, I will still think Patrick Mahomes is the best quarterback in the NFL. I'll just think Cincinnati's the best team. And you might already think that. You made it very clear you think no team in the AFC mm-hmm. has been playing better than Cincinnati really since probably about that time Jamar Chase got hurt. Like, because they won all those games too. They were winning the games before Jamar Chase got hurt and then after he came back and what he did against Kansas City, I think he had like seven for 90 and a touchdown in that game. So it's like, I mean, there is a reason why they do that and why we're here. But I mean, the narrative for Kansas City is, we talked about this. They go on to win the Super Bowl this year, which by the way, we can talk a little bit about because it's two more wins. It is. You get to do that. Then you get to reignite. Dynasty, you'll be five straight AFC title games, three Super Bowl appearances in two years and two wins. Then we're one more Super Bowl appearance and went away from an actual dynasty. Like it exists in a modern day, right, form, because they certainly look a little bit different. Like I, I think there's a lot to what, you know, this Cincinnati game kind of decides for the Chiefs, the way facing them kind of decides for them if it's you and everyone else or if it's you in Cincinnati and they're a huge problem for you, specifically them, that every year we have to go into the postseason the way we used to against the patrons and be like, please not them this year, because we were already starting that conversation a little bit this year, weren't we? Like anyone but Cincy was our conversation right after they lost to them in the regular season. I want to face anyone but Cincinnati in the postseason if I'm the Chiefs. And they got Cincinnati again. The one good thing for this year is last year they had to face Buffalo, then Cincinnati. And this year, they only have to take on one. I still think there's something to having to do that twice. Like, if you're Cincinnati, you almost lost to Baltimore. Then you had to take on Buffalo. It was an easy win. But now you got to come to Kansas City. I mean, it's a lot to ask a team to be right, to be on three straight games. Then you look at, as we know, what's going to be a story all week long and everybody's going to be locked into, and that is a ankle for one Patrick yeah, Mahomes. Yeah, i so. <laughs> An ankle for one Patrick Mahomes, but... Before we even get into like where where is he at right now, and and there was actually some good news that came out from Jake Laser late last night about perhaps the ankle being in quote better shape or not as bad as they thought heading in. We'll see, right? It's I'm I'm guessing that ankle has to be even worse soreness wise than it than it was, of course, well after the game, because uh, who knows what he you know adrenaline slash whatever else he was on sure. at that point in time. But watching it play out, man, uh, whether you were at Arrowhead or you're watching on TV or listening over on 106.5 The Wolf and seeing. Him limping around. At first, I don't know about you. I thought it was a knee injury. At further the way where at first, before. Oh, well, I thought that was at, possible. Because at yeah. the stadium, we saw a quick replay. And like, is that the way everything bit you? You were like, oh gosh, is that a knee? And sure. for, fortunately, it was an ankle. Even though a high ankle sprain is a big problem, right? It is. It's, you're not gonna. He's not gonna be 100 percent the rest of the season. He's not gonna be 100 percent until April. I mean, that's just the way it's gonna be, unfortunately. And he's played with an ankle injury before. 
But the fact that he was able to, in particular, throw that late touchdown to MV, MVS where he kind of just jumped up in the air. On one foot. On one foot. The opposite foot he would normally I mean, jump the, on. The, yeah. the, these are the type of moments, and we've had so many already to see in Mahomes' career. These are the type of moments that, like, when you, you talk about the greatest of all time on their sport that you make in the biggest moments of your career, we saw it play out in a playoff game. This wasn't a regular season game. In a playoff game, a guy that clearly did not want to be taken out of the, out of the game, he's arguing with Andy and, and the guys on the sideline and everything. Like That was one of those all-time moments that we're going to remember for a long time. It only gets to count, though, as the, like, Kirk Gibson... Um you know, flu game, Jordan, right? It only gets to count of those if you win the Super Bowl. Because right now, it is an incredibly cool moment. It was because, like, all the stuff you pointed out is what made it so spectacular. His He had a high ankle sprain. Those will keep out players in the middle of the season for a month, Gold. They'll keep people out for big chunks of the season. And he was noticeably arguing with everyone. I'm fine. Leave me in. I don't want to go back. Because he knew that there was a chance that if he went back and he got the MRI and he got the X-ray and there was a bigger problem that they weren't going to let him keep playing in that game and he couldn't tolerate that, right? Like, I'm not coming out of this game. This is ridiculous. And the Chiefs handled it the way you want, I guess, a functional organization to handle. Be like, look, man, um, we might be able to beat Jacksonville without you if you can't play the rest of this game, but we're not beating the next two teams after that without you being able to play in this game. But if if it's going to be Strug, if it's going to be Kurt Gibson, if we're going to show highlights of him coming down on one leg, making those plays, you have to win the championship. Otherwise, it's Grim Reaper, isn't it? Like, let's admit a little bit that if it, well, if it turns into that, then it's the... It's, to me, it's not we, It doesn't get to beat. We don't get to talk about it all the time because it ended up in a losing season or something. Well, certainly not the same way as if he's playing, right? Like, if, if he's playing all the rest of the run on the ankle, it becomes a much bigger story. If he wins an AFC title game on a bad ankle and he wins a Super Bowl on a bad ankle, then yeah, that becomes a bigger story. Right now, it's not on the Grim Reaper level thing because that was 13 seconds. And then, yeah, the very next week. I mean, we still talk about that moment. We just have to acknowledge the other part of the story. 13 seconds is always going to be 13 seconds. Uh, The the Grim Reaper part is what just kind of died because of what happened the very next week and and the second half of the AFC title game. But like playing on that, like what he did on Saturday – that to me, that doesn't change. I mean, the guy, most most guys probably aren't going back in that game. Heck, I feel terrible for Tony Pollard, um, where Tony Pollard ended up. Oh, it turns yeah. out it wasn't just a high ankle sprain. I guess he might no, have fractured his tibia or fibia or something like that. Um, but he got carted off. But it was a very sim- you know, very similar. And you see that I mean, how bad it could have been, right? And that's why I wonder if if Mahomes also didn't want to. You know, the report was uh, we actually heard from Mahomes and Andy after the game that they didn't want to or he didn't want to go get an X ray, and then Andy finally told him. Look, you're not going back in the game until you get one. You might as well get one. And he did, but he didn't want to go get an x-ray because I'm sure he thought he was worried that well, if he gets an x-ray and finds out he broke the ankle or something, right? Yeah, he didn't want to find then, out because then he's, then he's not going to get done. to play. So he, you know, that, that was part of it. And thank goodness they obviously got good news and he, nothing was fractured or anything like that. It was just a high ankle sprain. And by the way, that, that is still problematic. I don't want to downplay uh, the challenge that that's going to be for him to play with that is going to be an issue. It's going to limit his mobility. It's going to put more and more emphasis uh, on the offensive line play in this game, more than you would typically even think about. Um, and can, can, does that mean that Mahomes can't play great on Sunday? Of course, that's not what I'm saying at all. Patrick Mahomes can still have an incredible game. But to your point, it adds to it adds to a little bit of the, the story and the legacy. If he's able to beat Joe Burrow finally in an AFC title game and on a bum ankle, because it's not going to, it's going to be what, 75%? He's not going to be short on legacy moments. I think that we're pretty clear on, right? 
For sure. Like, this is just, I mean, this is another. But you don't want to, if you go to 0-4, I'll go back to what we were to start starting the show with. Like, if you go to 0-4 against Joe Burrow, that's going to be, that is never going to, that is going to be attached to you forever in terms of, like, that guy's going to be the biggest pain in the ass for you in your career. And people are going to say, what, that quarterback, Why can't you, get you back can't them. beat them. You can end all of that with a win. Like, who can't, 3-0, nobody will remember the 3-0 part matter. anymore. It won't matter. Because they didn't even go to win the Super Bowl the time they beat you. So if Correct. you beat them, then it's like, okay, well, we're even. You've only been to one Super Bowl. Well, I've been to three. And I know that that's part of it when, like, we're talking about what he's able to do. I think a lot of this just goes to say about how hard it's going to be in the AFC. Like, if you think that just Mahomes getting a high ankle sprain in the middle of the game is enough for your inferior team to go down, then that's not the case. I also warned you, I, I think, before the game that I was worried about any time I think a team goes into a playoff game knowing that they're inferior, that's when I think hits occur that eventually get guys injured. I think that hit was dirty. Okay? I think that he went it down dirty and yet. threw his weight down and didn't I have to. I don't think it was dirty. I understand. Like You're probably in the majority opinion. because was our natural a dirty hit. He didn't uh, have to do it. He was standing uh, up, and then he just uh, fell down on his ankle. Our natural reaction as sports fans, and I get this is not unique to Kansas City, and I've been guilty of it as well. I think our natural reaction in all sports when, especially if it's a star player of yours gets hurt and it wasn't a complete non-contact injury. We always think that if the tackle was involved, it must've just been a dirty play. I actually don't think this was a dirty hit by Arden key that caused, yes, his, his weight. Certainly nobody's denying what happened. He well, landed. Sure. We all saw he landed on his ankle. Ow. Oh my God. I can't. How on earth he even limped off the field. I have no, let alone play a football well, game. I'd never walk Mahomes, again. Mahomes is just, he he, to take all leg. those guys on the field are just different. And Mahomes is obviously even more different than everybody else. But it was, I, what are you supposed to stop midair? Like sometimes I think midair, he wasn't like I, I, leaping through the I, air. He was standing up. I think nobody some, was pushing him from behind or from ahead. I think sometimes we assume these guys though, are supposed to just stop, stop all their momentum like, like that. And I don't think that's, I don't think that's always realistic. And, and we assume that that's a possibility. And I, I don't believe that always is the case. And I think most people probably agree with you, Cody, because I, I saw the reaction immediately of people saying, eh, it looked kind of like a questionable hit. Like that was the immediate reaction. And then if you watch it a couple different times, I, and I, I don't think it was a dirty play. That's all. Nick, you want to break the tie here? Not a dirty play. Mm. So just me not dirty. Show, huh? Not dirty at all. completely agrees with you. Well, here's Cody. the thing too. We do this all the time where you slow a play down and watch it like frame by frame and say, oh, what was it? The game is not played in slow motion. Like, these honest. guys are running around as fast as they possibly can. It doesn't help. That and to went- think that in, in, as he's falling down, he needs to like re we had the same conversation about Chris Jones. Like, what's he supposed to do? He's trying to tackle the quarterback. Now he's supposed to, like, redistribute his weight in midair as he's trying to tackle Derek Carr. You can't have that take and then also say, but, yeah, but this guy should have moved differently. No, I can. And he should have. Chris Jones was just tackling someone normal. Also, it probably didn't help that Arden Key, like, a quarter later, yes, hit someone helmet it. to helmet through spearing them in the air. So that that didn't help his cause. To me, it's like if you're guilty of one dirty hit, you might be more inclined to do multiple. You're thinking, like, I'm going to get, like, a two-for-one. Like, you know, players who tend to not play, uh, you know, a clean football game here's, might do it more often. Here's, here's the thing. Not everything's a dirty play. Not everything is malicious. Said this one not, was. It's not like as though everybody's always out to get the Chiefs. Like this, like, come on. This is kind of like conspiracy theory, flat earth type stuff. Come it's on. Like someone flat says, earth yes. flat, yes. type stuff? I think it's more likely that the earth was, f- okay. that the earth is flat <laughs> than <laughs> that that was a dirty hit. 
Well, there's just no way that's See, th- true. This like this text again. I I know Nick and I are in the minority on this opinion about the play. Like I, if someone else texted in nine one three five eight six seven six ten and said. He saw the ball leave Mahomes' hand. It was dirty. Again, in that you think he's you, looking right you, at it. You think Arden Key in that moment has any bit of time to think about oh, it just I just don't think we're being realistic about the play. That's all. I've watched other guys stopping him. I watched it's Mike Dana not hit a guy because he saw him release the ball, or he thought he did, and he should have hit him. I instead. don't even think Cody believes it's dirty. No, I do. I <laughs> no, do believe it's dirty. I don't think you believe the things go, that you're saying. Go back. On my Twitter account and see what I said about the hit well, at the initial yeah, just, moment. Oh, dude, just because you tweeted it out doesn't mean I think you believe it. I think you know. What, you think I'm just sitting out stuff yes. I don't believe? Now, yes. I will, I will say it's this. a big week. I, I do think. Chuck, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I do think that on Sunday against Cincinnati, if Cincinnati, I'm an opposing defender, I do think you have to watch how that ankle is with Cincinnati. I do think Cincinnati. Some twisting I, under I, the pile. I do think if Mahomes gets tackled, that ankle's getting you know, a little more extra pressure on that tackle or twisted. That kind of stuff, 100% is going to happen on Sunday. I, I'm not naive to, to think that's not going on. But, uh, man, I, I just don't think that one was dirty. If but I'm, I'm, wor- I'm worried about Cincinnati landing on that ankle or twisting the well, ankle Well, I think the Bengals bit. are going into this week saying, let's make Patrick Mahomes run. Let's make him get out of the pocket. Let's see how he can move. After about a week. This is where I mean, we'll have all week to talk about, but man, or if Orlando Brown Jr., Andrew Wiley, that and Joe Tooth, oh, the whole offensive line. Gonna need you to play a little better. There's never been a more important game for that offensive line. You spend all the title money. game and your quarterback is again, he's not gonna be anywhere near hundred percent. There's no way. So you gotta No and, way. And I mean he is Patrick Mahomes. He's not gonna be hundred percent. Yeah, dude, he he's just, like part Wolverine. Like every like great quarterback is like also a freak, like a superhuman. I, I understand. Don't describe him like they're a medical marvel. Right. Who knew? He he can play through it and it and it still wouldn't surprise me if he throws for three twenty and three touchdowns, Cody, but he's not gonna be hundred percent. There's the dude just had a his high ankle sprain. We see guys miss six weeks for that sometimes. Yeah, guys. Patrick Mahomes I, is gonna be different. I understand. He's superhuman. The fact that he's playing different. the fact that he's playing, you know, and it's not even confirmed, but we all know. He's, playing, he's gonna play right that this is going to be a, a game where I think the offensive line and certainly the run game all everybody's gonna have to step up and I actually think on Saturday that did happen right against Jacksonville much tougher opponent now but I did think the offensive line stepped up once he came in the game and obviously Chad Henney man just step right in buddy step right in and and make some big time throws with the, the few that you're asked to make and he does they ran the same play that they did in that fourth and one conversion against the Browns Looked with Chad Henney. Basically the same play, except it went it was for three yards. So maybe a little deeper route. Other than that, he didn't cut the route off as quick. Otherwise, it was the same thing. Nobody would dirty hit Chad Henney. Never. This one, though, definitive. It's 37 years out, 37 years old out there. Who knows if he's going to retire at the end of the year and he gets in the game, another divisional round game, and kind of stabilize. 98-yard drive with a roughing the passer penalty. He did his job. We'll Absolutely. talk more about the hero that is Chad Henney and the comments I may have made preseason here in a moment. Mm-hmm. Our NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Metro Ford. View our inventory online at kcmetroford.com. Uh, it's a hell of an accomplishment that I don't think we should take for granted. It tells us how this AFC has been laid out for the last decade. That's next. Cody and Gold on 610 Sports Radio brought to you by GAN Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, GAN Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. 
Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. All right, back here on Cody and Gold. Just getting started on a Victory Monday. One of the biggest Victory Mondays, of course, you could have. Getting set for the AFC title game on Sunday evening out at Arrowhead, of course, against Cincinnati. We will continue to talk about Cincy coming to town and some of the comments that the Bengals made after the game already. Uh, kind of uh, certainly taking a certain strategy uh, publicly as they have for much of this postseason already. And we'll get to Nick's notable notes in about 15 minutes or so. But there's something that should not get overlooked still in all the, the talk, of course, about this particular opponent and this year's team. It is now five straight AFC title games. It is the Arrowhead Invitational. I mean, it, we, we joke about it two years ago. Like, No, how, it is. How can it not be? Five straight. And since 2011, the AFC Championship has only been in three different cities. It was in Foxborough for five years, but not five straight. 2011, 2012, 14, 16, 17. Oh, it was at Mile High in Denver. In 2013 and 2015, not even consecutive years. It has been at Arrowhead in 2018, 19, 20, 21, and now the 2022 NFL season. Patrick Mahomes, as a starter, doesn't know anything other than hosting AFC title games. That, in its own right, is kind of ludicrous. That he's been a starter in the NFL for five years, and bare minimum, in any Patrick Mahomes season, is they will be playing for a chance to go to the Super Bowl. Every year, it's a lock. No matter what, it is a standalone accomplishment, and it doesn't need any qualifiers. It is an incredible thing to be in five straight AFC title games. Just to be clear, the Chiefs had hosted zero. None. They'd never hosted an AFC title game. And then Patrick Mahomes, in 58 years, and then Mahomes showed up, and they host five in a row. Do you know how many AFC... This is the... This is where... If you just... If you need some stats to really put in perspective. Before we talk about if what they do after or in these games should have a factor in how we view this streak. Do you know how many AFC title games Peyton Manning played in his entire career? Every, every year he had all those years, how many AFC title games did he play in? I do, but tell me. Five. Do you know how many Aaron Rodgers played in NFC title games in his career? Five. Yes. That's all they ever got to. Getting to title games is hard. Ask Josh Allen. He's been to one. Ask Lamar Jackson. He's won an MVP. Zero. Joe Burrow getting to two is his own accomplishment. He's only been in the league three years, and one of those years he was hurt. So it's not like he had much of an opportunity in order to accomplish that. And so when you look at where this team is, it is a standalone accomplishment. It is an amazing feat to have this opportunity because you can't win the Super Bowl unless you're playing in this game. I do this the same as getting to the Elite Eight in the tournament. Like, oh, they lost the Elite Eight. I'm like, if you're, in, if you're not in the Elite Eight, then you have no chance to win it anyway. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's remarkable. It needs to always be brought up and understood, like, just how special, as I think we all know, uh, the time we're living in, in, in KC sports history and, and watching what Mahomes and Andy Reid and this entire staff uh, has been able to do for five straight years. But I do think with that five straight, Thank goodness you got the one in your back pocket, that one ring in your oh, back pocket. Oh, yeah, because then the but there is some of that. Like, would be it's, it's, we know how this stuff works the, in way narratives change. Uh, you, can, you, you can compliment on the five straight, but then what is, most, what is the response probably going to be from people if the Chiefs you know don't what, get there? Most of the people who are Which doing it, that are opposing fan bases, and they don't have any rings. So this is a useless— It's not even an opposing fan base yeah. thing. It's just when, when the same debates we would have prior to recent, you know, with, with Brady and Manning and any of these guys was— you know, okay, the appear same with you know Rogers. Did they underachieve sure. or not? Did Breeze and Sean Payne not win enough? 
uh, you know, when they were there. They, they miss out on only getting the one ring. I mean, this, this fits into it versus if you get to a third Super Bowl in five years and you end up winning your second Super Bowl. Then You're all, not under-accomplished. Then, then of course not. If you lose in back-to-back years to an AFC title game to Cincinnati, five straight AFC title games, ridic- ridiculous, but you don't get to another Super Bowl and we're sitting here in 2000 and let's call it 28 and you still don't have another ring. People are going to say, wow, what a missed opportunity, right? Five AFC title games. You, you can disagree and say that's not fair, but I'm just telling you like that, that conversation would a hundred percent happen. If, if the chiefs end up going to five or six straight of these things and they're now at five and they only have one ring, it's, you know, it's extremely difficult to win a super bowl. It's ridiculous. It's extremely difficult to do what they're doing right now, which is host five straight AFC title games, but people get greedy. People start getting greedy. You're judged on a different scale. And that's where we're at. And so if we are sitting here three years from now and it's still only one ring, it's going to be a disappointment. No question about it. There is, but to me, they are still standalone accomplishments. This is an accomplishment. It should not be diminished yet from its separate thing. It is great that they're even able to do this. Yes. We will talk about them underperforming if they do not get more Super Bowls. But to me, it's like like if they win this game, coming up on Sunday. And I know we got all these days to talk about it. So there's plenty of juice left in this matchup and all the things that it's are going to be a great week. But if they, if they win this one, they will have gone to three Super Bowls in the last four years. And no offense. The first year was Patrick Holmes. is a first year starter in the NFL with like the 30th ranked defense. Like wash that one away for just a minute. Taking all the factors that would have factored in that. He's the, he was in the first year as a starter. He was taking on the single greatest dynasty in NFL history. And they were, they had one of the worst defenses in the entire NFL. That's not really supposed to be a Super Bowl year. The only reason they were in the AFC title game is because Patrick Mahomes is a freak. He's better than everybody. He's more talented, right? That's the only reason they were even in that game. He just like single-handedly willed them into the AFC title game. The last four years, we only can count three right now, and two of those have a Super Bowl appearance, and one has a win. So it's not like, to me, they've been massively underperforming in AFC title games to this point. Fine, they lose this one, we might be having a different conversation because that's a big swing. But the 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 accomplishment itself, like, and I assume, by the way, like next year, we're making our predictions. Like, all right, what are the final four teams? You're stupid if you don't put the Chiefs uh, in the final four. C- correct. It, it's, it, this, is, this is how... Uh, ridiculous of a run this is the same way we've talked about the division for the last four years like oh yeah. well, they're just now they've won seven straight of those we know but like how we were talking about the division even in 2019 at that point we were already like oh the division they're just they're just gonna keep winning that damn thing and they have yeah i don't even think this, about the, it we don't think about it it's kind of nuts that that's where they're at to your point right there cody where we're at now on the afc title game it shouldn't you know, I know it's not easy. It shouldn't be this easy, though, right, to host five straight of them. And they continue to find a way each and every year now to do so. This year, if they get to a Super Bowl, and even you could argue the fact that they're even in an AFC title game, the year where they trade Tyreek Hill in the offseason, where maybe they're taking a half step back, maybe half step back because... They have the one of the, the like, five yeah. youngest defenses in the NFL. Yeah, all of those things that were understood could be challenging for this team coming in. That, you know what? They're going to make the playoffs, but maybe this won't be the year. This is you know, this might be Buffalo's year. This might be Cincinnati's year. That was kind of the conversation outside of Kansas City. And yet here they are as the number one seed, and they're hosting another AFC title game. And even though the line has changed quite a bit, the Chiefs are still one-point favorites as of right this second in an AFC title game against Joe Burrow. They are the f- tied for the best odds to win the Super Bowl. Depending on what book you're looking at, they both 
both Cincinnati and Kansas City have the same odds to win the Super Bowl. I mean, it's, that's think. I mean, if you if we go back to August, it's been an incredible it's been an incredible season already. But now we're greedy. Now we're greedy. You're this close. We doorstep. Yeah, you're this, you're this yeah. close. You want the Super Bowl appearance, and then of course you're gonna be you're gonna be greedy again, and of course say let's go win the damn thing. It's it's so easy to get like complacent, and you don't even mean to. But like the division, right? It's easy to just be like, all right, cool, they won the division. We barely had a conversation on this show about winning the division again. It's like, oh, they won it again. So what happened in that game, and what about the playoffs, right? Because seven divisions in a row is an incredible accomplishment. By the way, those things are not; these things are connected. Being able to win your division every year means you get home playoff games, which means it's easier to get to the AFC title game. These things are not exclusive from each other. The reason why the Patriots were able to get to so many AFC title games and Super Bowls themselves is they won their division. They got bye weeks a lot. They got to play a lot of home playoff games. They got to play less playoff games than the other teams. Winning the division and then getting to the AFC title games are forever interconnected. And at this point, it's like one team does still stand in their way because Cincinnati has had their number Mm -hmm. and stood in their way from going to a Super Bowl. Nobody stands in their way to getting to this game. Like they get to this game every year. Like it's penciled in lock no matter what, which means every single year, the rest of the AFC has to tell themselves there's only one spot for the other 15 of us. That's it. One. Only one of us is going to find a way in and we're going to have to play the Chiefs in that game and it's going to be an arrowhead. That's going to be a daunting notion going into it. It doesn't matter if you beat them in the regular season. Good for you, Buffalo. Doesn't matter. I don't even care. Buffalo can beat them again in the regular season next year. It means absolutely right. nothing we'll to me talk, at this point. We'll talk more about Buffalo here in about 20 minutes or so because, man, what are we, how they're feeling in Buffalo uh, today after what occurred yesterday and after how they approached their clearly all-in offseason. And to your point about like, you're fighting for one spot, really, with what the Chiefs have done, Mahomes gets hurt. A 37-year-old Chad Henney leads a 98. That's supposed to be the moment to lose it. Uh, yeah, yeah that, that is, right? That That's exactly where it all falls apart, or or yeah. it, it is supposed to, quote-unquote. 37-year-old, 98-yard drive, touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey, who, by the way, had 14 catches in the game. just For like 70 amazing. yards or yeah, some yeah, weird I number. I think ended up in the 90s, but yeah. yes, yes. 14, 14 catches, most catches in a playoff game by a tight end in NFL history. Uh, just, just insane. But he, being Chad Henney, he... Gets so few opportunities. He doesn't get reps or anything like that during the week because you have Patrick Mahomes, understood ever. ever. And this is twice now in the divisional round where this guy has just run the offense to perfection. They know what they're asking him to do. Nothing too crazy, of course. Simple, you know, quote unquote, simple dump offs or whatever. To perfection. He steps in. The offense, you know, changes, but it still moves. 98 yards, and man. Not just like a 50-yard touchdown driver, 70, 98. And in they got thi- pinned. And in this game, it allowed them also to get Mahomes' ankle checked out. Like, it's stable. Like, imagine if Chad Henney comes out. They're backed up at their own two-yard line. They got to go three and out. Jags get the ball at midfield. Oh, it's like, uh-oh. Oh, boy. The fact that he just got a couple first downs was honestly a huge deal at the time, let alone going to get a scoring drive. So, Chad Henney deserves all kinds of credit. Uh, and I thought the offensive line, as I mentioned, really stepped up once he came in the game as well, realizing that you don't have 15 back there to make some magic happen anymore. Like, Chad Henney's not going to make the magic happen, but he's going to execute the offense, uh, and you can you can kind of simplify some things a little bit. Uh, and they did that. It was it was really impressive to see him do it now in two playoff games. So I want to remind you, uh, Nick, I don't know if you recall, at one point in time on this show during training camp, Cody brought up, do the Chiefs need three quarterbacks mm-hmm, on the roster? Mm-hmm. Do they need three? They have Shane Bouchelle. And I, no offense to Shane Bouchelle, but you were like, 
They don't need Chad Henney Cody, anymore. Cody, what is wrong would, with you? You said they didn't what need, is wrong you with said you? they didn't need Chad Henney anymore. Just, just allow me a moment. Okay. To take this second on the show to apologize personally to Chad Henney. I was wrong. Apologize okay? to us, too. <laughs> we were late into training camp. I think we we're out of things to talk about for a very good Chiefs <laughs> team. And I thought, you know what? Now's the time to fire off the take of who cares who the backup in Kansas it, Cody. City is. It's embarrassing. And it's embarrassing for us, too. Because our names are attached to yours. Mm-hmm. So when you say something dumb, it makes us look bad, too. At the time, you didn't know it was going to be this dumb, though. We, we thought it was. We still didn't like it. We thought it we was kind of like dumb at then, the time. And yeah. I really don't like it now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We said, what are you doing? We, we said, look, this guy helped you beat Cleveland in the postseason. And this I believe guy, my exact th- comment was... Who cares? Shane Bouchelle could make that six-yard throw. And look, I regret that. You son of a bitch. Look, I'd like to flip instead. And I would like to instead start a petition on this show to put Chad Henney in the ring of honor starting today. Not waiting until after he retires. He just belongs. Now we're talking. Just put his number up there. He won them. He helped them win a game in which they eventually won a Super Bowl, and he might have done it again. Exactly. They won the Super Bowl this year. I think it is fairly obvious this show should start a change.org petition to put Chad Henney in the ring of honor because he will have rightfully earned his spot. And you know what? He gets the he gets the he gets the Brett Veach or Andy Reid treatment. He can retire on his own terms. You are allowed to be the oh, backup quarterback for there. Patrick Mahomes oh. as long as you want to be. And mm. I won't say a word. You can be fifty-seven I, years old, backing up Patrick Mahomes. I, you can have the job. I got nothing against you anymore, Chad. I'm sorry that I ever doubted you. Clearly, this was a huge error in I, my. I'm pretty sure what you just said is what Nick and I said after the Browns. Yeah, what took you so game. long? We said that he can stay yeah. as long as he wants. Yeah. He can do whatever he wants yeah. in Kansas City after the longer. Browns game. Now he's done it twice, and now. Now you're now you're on board. Oh, I was, yeah. And look, there was, was a, the guy might even retire at the end of the season. Think about his, the moments he's had in Kansas City. Now two big time playoff moments, uh, and yeah, I, I'm. I think if you're looking at Chad Henney and what he's been able to do uh, since he's come in, the fact that you would even question. You know what? If he decides all of a sudden after playing yesterday or Saturday. He's like, you know what? Maybe I don't need. Maybe I don't need to retire. He wants to come back next year. Damn right, he's got a spot. Oh, he wants a little raise too. Oh, we'll make Fine. it work. Fine. Whatever you want, man. Whatever you want. I'm not here. I'm. I. I will never again on this show. Ever ask for Chad Henney to leave ever again? Text line wants to know Chad Henney or Honey Badger for the Ring of Honor. Chad Henney. I think they both. They both. They both go together. I think they both get in at the same yeah, they time. Go together. Same time. Bring Teammates. them both back. Bring them both back. Yep. Yeah. They can bang the drum at the same time sure. the day uh-huh. they go in. Oh, Chad Henney's definitely invited back for banging of the drum at some yeah. point in time. Whenever that day comes, I mean, retires. put him up in yeah. Lamar's suite, let oh, him bang the drum, do definitely. the whole thing. A hundred percent. I regret it. I thought at the time, it's a backup quarterback. Mahomes plays every snap. So what? He played the entire regular season. Didn't miss a snap, man. Just out there every single snap. Played every single and then And then somehow in the divisional round again, there comes a moment when, when the bat signal goes up for Chad Henney to come into the game, and in those moments, he seemingly thrives. I don't know. Maybe he's just unflappable. Maybe Chad Henney is the most unflappable backup quarterback of all time because clearly that was supposed to be the moment they lost the game. Like They're mm-hmm. pointing out, like, mm-hmm. hey, that tip pass almost got picked, but it didn't. But it didn't. It didn't <laughs> yeah, matter. It didn't. it didn't get picked. He went all the way down the field, and he scored a touchdown. He stood in the face. Uh- of danger Look, and took uh, and took a roughing so, the passer penalty. So Chad Didn't Henney matter. was a second round draft pick. We know, right? He started plenty of games in this league. He was drafted in the second round. And for you to be in the league as a backup as long as he has, he's now thirty seven. For him to do like clearly, you're one of the you, you don't stick around as a backup if you're not extremely intelligent for this long. You know what I mean? Like sure. guys can be backups in the league and they come and go or whatever. But for you to be a backup in the league as long as he and stay in this long, like it means that you have a unbelievable grasp 
of like the knowledge of the game. Like if he wanted to be a quarterback coach or whatever, yeah. the minute he retired, he'd be a quarterback coach in the NFL. Matter I'm pretty fact, sure. If I'd he like to, to offer him that job now too. Okay. He can, he okay. can just assistant quarterback <laughs> coach just immediately in the list and make their, it's not very often you get a backup with 54 career starts. And clearly it showed in that game on Sunday. Saturday. First note. The game was on Saturday, <laughs> Cody. Thank you. Yesterday Second was note? Sunday. Did you think the chiefs played yesterday? I do not. Unbelievable, man. Sorry. I don't know what has gotten into you lately. All right. Now that the championship round is set, really easy, always easy to do this in hindsight. But if I would have told you before the playoffs that this would be the final four of the NFL teams, you would have taken that all day, right? Like, are these the four best teams in the NFL? Two best, well, two of the best we, rosters, right? And yeah, Philly and 49ers. Philly was really and Cincinnati and the Chiefs. Start to finish, if you want to count now as the finish. I know it's not, but really Philly was the, the number one team in football all year in terms of record-wise and all that. And then the Niners, post-losing to the Chiefs, have been uh, one of the, the, the most impressive teams in football. We've said Cincinnati, we thought, was the best team in the AFC. And then the Chiefs still won 14 games this year. So, yeah, Nick, I mean, it's going to be like, it's going to be all the, the same other than the Rams not being around, it's the same four. The only the complaint the you'd only have on the NFC out. side is, um, you know, the quarterback. It's like, you know, there's not like the star star quarterback yet on the NFC side, but Jalen Hurts is obviously having an incredible year and Brock Purdy's an incredible story. So it's like yeah. you still have that on the NFC side. The AFC is exactly what you want Two, it's two of the three best quarterbacks in the AFC and the, two of the best rosters in the AFC. Mm-hmm. All right. We're going to debut uh, a new segment here within Nick's notable notes. The segment is called random question of the day uh, for you, Cody, for you gold. And for, for those of you on the text line, nine, one, three, five, eight, six, seven, six, ten. Who suffered the more embarrassing loss yesterday, given oh, yeah. expectations and given how the yeah. game played uh, out? It's Buffalo. It's not close. Not the Giants? It's Buffalo. They got embarrassed. It, it wasn't the Giants on, on Saturday night. I understand they lost by a, a larger margin, I believe. But, no, it was the Buffalo Bills. It was the Buffalo Bills. You're at home. We're going to talk about them in a second here in 10 minutes. I don't want to go too far into it. But considering how they built up their offseason, it's the Bills. You Absolutely. Cowboys. You know why? Because of the way that they lost. They finally had the better quarterback in a playoff matchup, right? They had a chance. Tie game, 9-9, fourth and five, to finally just take a chance. For once, Mike McCarthy's entire coaching summit, and he understands how the modern, uh, aggressive NFL works. And he punted three times in which the analytics would tell you to go for it and then defended said decision after the game and then called what was an egregiously bad final play. I get it. You're 70, 80 yards Zeke out. was the center on the play, man. And he got, there's no, there's no good play. rush. I'm not going to pretend to you for one minute that there's one good play in the playbook. That's going to guarantee you or even give you like a, a, a half of a 1% chance of scoring it. That one has 0% because the same thing happened when Pat Mack, if he was standing back there on that fake, yes. on that fourth down fake punt thing, or, you know, it, it's the same thing. It's like, all it takes to ruin that play is one guy to be like, I don't care you're lined up. I'm just going to run right at you because there's only one guy here and his name's Ezekiel Elliott. That was a funny play. Uh, by the way, I don't want this to get lost in the shuffle. Brett Maher. Maher or whatever. Maher, yeah. player, player of the game for the Cowboys. I give right? him credit. He, you know, the extra point was blocked, which it was going to miss anyway. And oh, then he, made, he made a couple field goals. He actually did. Like, he wasn't the reason they lost the game, actually. What do you do if him. you're Dallas moving forward? Because it feels like that was such a crushing loss, but yet you're the Cowboys. You don't go to championship game. I mean, what, they 27 years since they've been to an NFC championship game. So it's this weird juxtaposition of, this is what we do versus, wow, that sucked to feel like we need to go back to the drawing board here. 
I mean, they're still going to keep with Dak. It's should just never like, and they're going to keep. They're going to stay with Mike McCarthy too. Yep. It should never have traded Amari Cooper. Should yeah, that was never a mistake. of a trade. Especially now Amari that you know Cooper. how much wide receivers cost. He was a bargain. Yeah, that was bargain. That was such Gee. a bad move. You know what's so weird about the Cowboys franchise is they're kind of a punching bag because they're this big brand yeah. and Jerry Jones is this big boisterous owner. Yet. They're always relatively competitive. They've made some really good draft picks, and you look at the way that they've constructed this roster. Like they're not a bad team yet. It's they're not so, smart. It, they Nick, have so Nick, many instances of like that yesterday. They're a dumb football team. I mean, that's it. And, and usually that goes back to your head coach, right? But like you're a dumb, they're a dumb football team. They're not smart. It, it happened the same way last year. We all remember like the the spike or the kneel down or whatever it was in the against the Niners last, last mm-hmm. year in the wild card game, and then it happened last night. It's unbelievable. Well, that's not very nice what you just said, but that's there, okay. Does anybody think they're a smart football team? No, but nope. I mean, you know, you, if you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Cowboys are a dumb football team. They are. Gosh. Even their Twitter Lay account off. last night, like their entire headline for the story was, he threw two picks and made huge mistakes. You're like, damn, you're the team Twitter account. You could soften the blow. Does anyone feel like the Niners are just waiting to get rocked because they haven't exactly <laughs> That's what said before the Cowboys game? They haven't exactly looked yeah. great these first two weeks. Meanwhile, the Eagles just demolished the Giants, which again we don't think much of the Giants, but that's what you're supposed to do—just mm-hmm. crush them. I wonder how great of a game that's going to be, just based off what we've seen from the Niners the last two weeks. Like, I feel like what did you say last week that Brock Purdy's about to turn into a pumpkin? I was waiting for it. Hasn't happened yet though, and it's it's championship weekend. Dak sure did. <laughs> Yeah, you I only mean, got two I, more chances to make that prediction. So yeah, I'm waiting. I guess start firing uh, them off. I'm waiting now. As a as a Chiefs fan, obviously you got to handle business on Sunday. But I would rather play the Niners, not even close than uh, than Philly. If you told me the Chiefs, and got that to tells ball. you everything you need to know about how even you really think those teams are. Because I feel like a lot of people I'm were just, trying to convince themselves that the Niners were the best team in the NFC. It's like, okay, who would you rather face? It's just for, it's simple for me. Even though that defense for the Niners and the talent is ridiculous across the board. It still is a third-string quarterback. I'll still take the third-string quarterback going up against other a rookie over Jalen Hurts, who was for a while an MVP candidate. He's going to be the MVP runner-up. And it's not as though the Eagles are short on offensive talent. Oh, and they have the best offensive line. Oh, and they've had a top three defense in the NFL all year. Mm -hmm. No, I'd take – and, well, it probably helps in Kansas City because I watched the Chiefs absolutely curb stomp the 49ers earlier in the season. They're obviously a different team, but still – but sure, even if it's less of a beating, it was it was a 20-point mm-hmm. beating. Mm-hmm. Like, they took Bosa out of the game. Like, Christian McCaffrey wasn't a factor in their offense yet there. There was that first drive, I remember, like, uh, uh-oh, maybe McCaffrey's a problem. And he is a perfect fit no for doubt. their offense, but still. He I, finally gets to play in some big games. Good for him. You know, he's stuck in Carolina for a while, and now he gets to play in some, some big-time games. Right, brings him some joy. He's a, is he a free agent this year, too, like every other running back of all time? That's a good question. I don't think so, but I'm not 100% on that. You can look that up. But there is a deep free agent class. I know Barkley is. I'm not sure about McCaffrey. Our NFL playoff coverage brought to you by Twin Peaks. Eat, drink, scenic views. Coming up next, we get to the 11 o'clock hour at one team that I think we can get rid of in a certain conversation. Next. You're listening to Cody and Gold, brought to you by Gant Asphalt and Concrete. For asphalt, concrete, and parking lot maintenance, Gant Asphalt and Concrete. One contractor, all things parking lot. Trusted in Kansas City since 1994. Online at gannasphalt.com. Subscribe and download all new episodes of Nick's Waving in the Week podcast, released every Thursday on the 435 Podcast Network and the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. 
Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.